Good morning and welcome everybody. You are listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87 or 88 right across the Faith FM network. This is the Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning, and you are with Lyle and... Mon, good morning, Lyle. Good morning, Mon. How's it going? Going well. Do you know what? What? We are recording this on the last day of winter. Yes, so it'll already be spring when you hear this. Yeah, so our listeners will be spring hearing this. Spring will have sprung. Sometime in spring. It just blows my mind. Blows my mind. It's just like time travel. Yeah. <laughs> it is, rather. You are indeed, dear listener, listening to the delayed broadcast introduction. Um, but don't stress, we tell you this every morning. You can jump across to the live show. It's easy peasy lemon squeezy. Just go to our website, faithfm.com.au, and press play on the live stream up the top of the page. Uh, or you can download the TuneIn app completely for free. Search for Faith FM Australia. And once again, just press play. Super duper easy. Simple as that. Okay, so jump on the live show and uh, you can hear about hear all about uh, you, know, you can participate in all of our quizzes and mm-hmm. prizes and giveaways. Giveaways. And we had a really call good call in giveaway. and have a conversation yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, today was a great show. We actually um, we got a little bit off topic. Off topic in we our got way off topic. Yeah, in our, in our <laughs> encounter with God. God, but we we had a good discussion. People it was awesome. Discussion. People were texting yeah. in and trying to join in the session. It was really good. The segment there. We we're talking about we we're talking about the feminization of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Well, we got started because. We're talking about Paul and the difference between Paul and John and how God uses their personalities and their skills differently. Yes. And then we ended up down this deep track of, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's not wrong to be academic like Paul. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's and not it's not wrong to, to be, be relational yeah. like John. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's not wrong to be, um, you know, blokey and and, uh, and masculine, but we're finding that church today doesn't quite cater that anymore. Anyway, listen up and then, you know, you can uh, you can join in our conversation there. Yeah, share your opinion. Send us a message on our social media or text one through 0419, sorry, 0491 But Lyle, um, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful that it's the end of winter and... Yeah. Done I went for a swim. You, you went for a swim? I went for a swim in my pool. It was like... What? Ice. That's uh, that's pretty brave. I told myself I was going to swim in every month of the year this year, so I've had my. Oh, you swim just now. snuck it in. <laughs> just, I was waiting for a warm day. <laughs> come on, in winter, come on now. I am grateful because, as you know, I'm actually heading overseas in a couple of weeks, and. Uh, I did actually have a camera. I sold my camera a while ago um, because it was too big and bulky and so I wanted to downsize and I still haven't replaced it. So I was a little bit sad that I was going to be going overseas without a camera. It's like the, the main thing you want to take with you, right? And uh, and a friend of mine sent me a camera, posted me a camera um, that I could borrow while I was overseas. So thanks, Ben. Good friends. I'm grateful for those today. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, you can text us. You're, you're grateful for any time. doesn't matter if you're delayed or live listener. 0491 Stay tuned. We've got a great Show coming up for you now. Come, the fountain, every blessing to my heart to sing my praise. Streams of mercy never see. For songs of loudest praise Teach me some melodious song Sung by flaming tongues above Praise the mountain Fix upon Mount of thy redeeming Here I raise my 
into me And let thy goodness Like a feather Bind my wandering heart to thee Prone to You're listening to Jaden Levick with Come Thou Fount here on Faith FM as we move on into the breakfast show. What have we got for us there, Mon, for our first clue of the day? We have a Who Am I quiz. Mm. I want to say it's medium hard. Like the answer is a, it's a very popular, um, famous Bible character. But the clues are a, a little bit obscure, which yeah. I'm happy about. Cool. And, uh, and I've already put two of the clues up on our Insta story. So check on over uh, our Instagram. Faith FM Live is our handle. And, uh, and you can be ahead of the game with the clues. So who am I? First clue is I feared that Eliezer of Damascus would inherit my estate. You know who it is, don't you? Yes, I know who yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, you know who it is. I know who that is. Give us a call if you know who it is. 1-800 is our number, 1-800-324-843. If you can get it right, we will send you a prize today. Just one today. No, Lyle. No double prizes yet. Yeah, no, no double prizes. No double prizes. Lyle already knows the answer. Lyle, I have the most hilarious story to tell you. <laughs> So for our good news segment today, uh, so you know how like I have a bit of a, a, a weakness occasionally with online shopping. Um, oh, man. This is not about me this time. It's not okay, about me. It's all right It's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. This is about uh, Caitlin Lunt. Uh, <laughs> What, did you buy $100 worth of washi tape? Who again? is six years old. Oh, no. And... Uh, oh. and uh, <laughs> She had helped her her parents do some chores, some extra chores around their house, and uh, in this is in Utah, in America, and uh, and as a reward, her she watched her mum order a purple Barbie Dreamtopia Rainbow Co fairy doll. Okay. So a Barbie yep, essentially yep, uh, from Amazon from the internet. So she, you know, she was really excited. She, you know, she did some extra jobs. Her, her mum decided to reward her by buying her this Barbie doll. Yep. And so she's watching her mum order this Barbie doll off Amazon, and uh, and then when her mother, her name's Catherine, walked away from the computer. Caitlin had it all sorted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kids these days. So I know, right? You, like, they can turn on devices and navigate them before they can even talk. That's right. Do not let them near your Amazon account. So 
her mum Catherine walks away from the computer and Caitlin spotted all of the Barbie related products and add-ons like you know all the accessories <laughs> that were just one click away because you know Amazon has this like one click purchasing system now yes. you can set it up so you can instantly buy it just, just by one click and a few minutes later 350 US dollars worth of Barbie toys <laughs> were ordered <laughs> and being shipped to their house I hope that I hope the postage was combined on all those. Put them all in one yeah. box for them. So the next day, her mum Catherine just checks on the uh, on the status of the actual thing that she bought the uh, you know the original order, <laughs> only to find three pages worth of order deliveries coming her way, <laughs> and uh, and she was only able to cancel two of all the orders. The rest were already like on their way because you know with Amazon yeah. Prime it's like overnight shipping kind of a thing uh-huh, uh-huh. and the, or two day shipping whatever it is. And uh, and so when she confronted uh, Caitlin, her daughter. Uh, she says that Caitlin gave her the look that knew she was. That means she knew she was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the day after that, they, the, the Lunds were having a family get together with their relatives. And as their cousins and aunties and uncles were all at their house, delivery man pulls up the driveway and starts unloading box after box after box <laughs> after box. And uh, and when they were all like, all the family were like a little bit bewildered at this heap of piles. And so Catherine, the mum, she explained what had happened. They all had a good laugh about it. They took a photo of. Caitlin and her prizes and they posted it on Twitter where it immediately went viral because it's a little girl with a stack of boxes taller than she is. <laughs> there's, there's like a huge oh, yeah. how, can there, how can it even be possible that there are that many Barbie accessories? Oh, you have no idea. Barbie is huge. Barbie's been huge since before I was born. And uh, and so <laughs> she ordered all these toys and they're having a good laugh, but... um. <clears throat> You know, on Twitter, there was a bit of lashback. People are saying, like, aren't, aren't you mad? Like, I'd be livid. And, uh, you know, she knew what she was doing. Um, I mean, she didn't really know any comprehension of how much she'd spent. You know, money doesn't mean much to kids. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she just started the, the first grade, so she should, you know, have understood what she was doing was kind of wrong. And uh, and so the parents, they were like, yes, we understand this, you know, um, but we've decided to turn her bad deed into a lesson in kindness. Okay. Mm. This, so, is a, this is a good yeah, idea. Yeah, this can- is a great idea. So instead of returning the orders like they originally intended, which would have cost them a bit of money, to send all those boxes back would have been a yeah, lot yeah, yeah, of yeah, return yeah. postage. That no, wouldn't be worth it. Um, you know, the parents told uh, told uh, Caitlin um, that they were going to take the toys and they were going to go to uh, the primary children's hospital in Utah because apparently when she was born, just after she was born, Caitlin had suffered a seizure and a stroke that had caused her to lose 5% of her brain mass. And, uh, and so after days of, you know, working on it and, you know, medication and anxiety, Waiting for results, so doctors um, were able to uh, save her life, mm-hmm. and uh, and told her that she'd be able to regenerate the brain mass and be fine, and uh, and so it was almost like you know coming full circle. So she turned up there with all these boxes and donated to them to all the kids there that were in. Did hospital. she actually get to hand them out individually? Yeah, themselves? yeah. yeah like she said that she was a little bit depressed at first about having to give them all away, <laughs> but uh, but then she you know she turned up at the hospital and she sat with a little group of girls who were patients and they all opened the boxes together and they were laughing and playing and they had a great they had the the parents said, you know, they had a lot of fun, but they also learned a really important lesson that day. Um, so the end- is be careful with your computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's a lesson for everyone involved in this one. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so at the end of the day, Caitlin is 
She said Caitlin was happy that her toys could help other kids, but she now knows not to touch her mother's Amazon account ever again. (laughs) (laughs) And this This is the best story ever. I love this story. So here's a little picture of her at the hospital with her mountain of boxes, still taller than she is, Uh uh, giving out toys to all the kids. So that's amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's good parenting too. That's great parenting, absolutely. Because you know, three hundred fifty dollars for your average middle class home is not the end of the world. It's Mm -hmm. okay. It's a bit of an unexpected um, burden, but it's not the end of the world but to then take that and you know you could easily just like well you've got your christmas presents you've got your birthday presents for the next three years yeah um Uh and be done with it but um you know to actually take that turn that around and 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 donate it is a just a fantastic outcome and what a great lesson Mm -hmm. for this young girl in the joy of being able to give give things away yeah absolutely absolutely you know this will stick with her for her whole life yeah this is a big event Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. ordering all of this barbie stuff would be a big (laughs) event getting all of this barbie stuff is a big event and then giving it away giving it all she will never forget this yeah no no way that would impress her young mind forever yeah yeah. So, La, I do want to have a bit of a controversial chat with you. Um, so, this is something that actually you brought to my attention, I think, a few years ago. You, you told me about the whole debate about whether or not uh, women shouldn't, should or shouldn't have to pay uh, for feminine hygiene products, you know, tampons and pads and stuff, because it's basically like penalizing them for being women because, you know, we can't help that we menstruate. So, why should we have to pay for the stuff? Do you know what I mean? This, you, I think you and your wife were talking to me about. Don't this. remember the debate. It was it was a while I'm, ago, and I remember I'm being ready like and fired to go. <laughs> I, I remember being wait what? This is a debate anyway. So this is this is uh, it's not so much snowballed into like an abominable snowman, but it's it's been slowly growing. Different countries are, are taking on board this argument. Um, some countries are saying, well, we shouldn't tax the products, so people shouldn't like women shouldn't have to pay tax if they do have to buy it. Some people are saying. It should be a free service, you know, at no cost whatsoever. But get this, Scotland has now become the first country in the world that provides feminine hygiene products completely for free to all their students. You've got that look on your face. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a 6.6 million... This is somehow supposed to make... Women feel more equal? I guess so, yeah. I think women, like, you know, menstruation is not a happy part of their life. No, it's not a happy part. And then having to pay on top of that to to deal with it. It's a biological function that you Mm -hmm. can't change. Mm -hmm. And it's going to happen, you know, once a month. And men don't have a biological function like that. They don't have any cost incurred with any sort of function like that. So we're bearing a cost and, and that's being seen as unfair by feminism. But, six- but, but you can be as feminist as you want. You're not going to change the biology unless you go and have a hysterectomy. That's true. But they're saying that we shouldn't have to pay for it. So it should be free. And that way it comes out of like taxes and everyone pays for it. It just makes it fair. You know, everyone chips in from their taxes. And P.S. This is a $6.6 million initiative. Uh, but that only benefits about 400,000 students uh, across Scotland. So if you want to do all the women of Scotland, you're looking at a, a, B- billions a of bit dollars. more money. That's a, that's a massive tax burden right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So you can imagine, but you can, you, can, you can sort of get the idea. It's like less than half a million students and it costs them $6.6 million to provide it. So you can, you can understand how much it's costing each woman individually. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I, I, you know, I don't remember having this discussion. <laughs> and you don't like that I've put you in hot water? <laughs> I don't like that I've been put in hot water. I'm going to cogitate on this one for a little while. I don't like – I'm not in favour of um, free handouts generally mm-hmm. um, because I think that it leads to you know, laziness. But anyway. Oh. 
give us a call. I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Lights with Southern Gospel Medley here on Faith FM. Hey, Mon, we got another clue for our quiz over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, that was really <coughs> choked up. Mm-hmm. Okay, who am I? Haran and Nahor are my brothers. Did I pronounce them correctly? No, but just do it with confidence, Mon. It's all good. Haran and Nahor are my brothers. <laughs> all right, that gives it away. Come on, that makes it an easy one. Give us a call. No, that's not easy. I've never heard of those dudes. Yeah, give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Yeah. Yeah, give us a call. If you know the answer, you can win the prize on this lovely Friday. I'm looking outside at the window, at the studio window. Like, it's cloudy. I know. Isn't that awesome? But I still can't really see any rain. Uh, it'll come. It'll yeah, come. I'm, I'm annoyed that I forgot my umbrella. I'm guessing I might have to walk home in the rain. Did you know I had to walk home in the oh, rain earlier this week? Oh, really? Yeah, and I got satched. Yeah. I was a, a soggy doggy. It was cold rain home. too. It was, rather. It was. Mm-hmm-hmm. But yeah, anyway. Okay, so what have we got here uh, this morning in uh, more serious news? Um, we have a, um, a new groundbreaking study coming out of the Lancet Medical Journal, which, of course, is one of the oldest, most prestigious, peer-rewarded medical journals in the world that states that there is... Um, uh, makes a statement in relationship to the safe level of drinking alcohol. There is no safe level of drinking alcohol. Just the same way when people smoke and they say every cigarette is doing you damage. My every every drop of alcohol is doing you, you damage. You bite Sorry. so well. Yeah, I do, don't I? Okay, do you want to know what they concluded was the safe level for drinking alcohol? Zero percent is safe. None. Yeah, good on them. And this for is the, once. this is the largest study that's ever been done. In fact, it's on the on the back of a uh, 2010 study where they um, 
stated that alcohol had the worst medical and social effects compared to other recreational drugs such as heroin and crack cocaine. Are you serious? Worse yeah. than heroin and crack? Absolutely. Is it because it's more widely used in heroin? Yeah, that's and right. Crack? And what they did was they wanted to look at the burden of alcohol um, worldwide. Mm-hmm. And so this study covers so this is the most comprehensive study ever co- carried out. It uh, it covers 195 countries. It researched 700 different studies. So rather than just you know doing their own study themselves yeah, and, yeah. And, and studying, you know, they they, they act is actually a study of studies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so literally, it involves results coming back from millions of people. Wow! So this is this is huge. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the conclusion that they came to is that there is no safe level of drinking alcohol, just as the Bible said thousands of yeah. years ago. Yeah. If it's alcoholic, if it's bubbling, don't even look at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs. Wise advice. <coughs> Very wise advice that has uh, never gone out of uh, fashion. And so um, they noted that liver disease, high blood pressure, breast cancer, memory loss, depression were some of the major uh, problems being caused by alcohol and even very, very low doses of alcohol were causing these kinds of issues or you know, major contributors to these issues. They found that it is the seventh leading cause of preventable disease and death worldwide. Really? Alcohol. Oh, my goodness. The seventh leading cause. It's, it's mind-boggling that the seventh leading cause is something that we entirely bring upon myself, ourselves just by yeah, sticking something in our mouth. You choose to put it in your mouth. It's yeah. a choice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be like that. In fact, they concluded that uh, oh, uh, number 10 on that list um, of of um, causes of uh, preventable disease and death is actually polluted water. Oh, really? You're better off drinking polluted water than you are alcohol. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh. Do, you, do you know what makes me so livid? There's There's been this false study. I swear it's been sponsored by some sort of alcohol manufacturers or something. And, uh, and it's been cited all over the internet by like, you know, university students who like want an excuse to drink but they're saying that there's some sort of study that proves that alcohol doesn't do any damage whatsoever to your brain it's all a myth oh just yeah and even seriously even someone we know recently sent us like a list of things that are actually been debunked and they're actually myths and on that list was alcohol you know alcohol isn't actually detrimental to your brain and i'm like alcohol well here's 700 peer-reviewed studies yeah 700 peer-reviewed studies don't give me some some you you can read anything you want on the i know youtube and and google can give you anything you want to find anything you want to find for for or against but it's just crazy because the very nature of alcohol is that if you add if you if you put it in contact with any sort of cell, the cell immediately starts to break down. That's the that's the that's the acidic nature of alcohol. Yeah, and it's, it's like how can it, it not do you damage? It's, oh. Use it for you put it in your you put it in your petrol tank or um, fly to the moon with it, but uh, don't put it in your body. Do you know BuzzFeed? That's a YouTube channel. BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they on one of their videos. I've seen it there. It's a myth, myth like a myth busting yeah, video, yeah, yeah. So, and so they have it. BuzzFeed in there. is like that's some high quality yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> Journalism <laughs> on point. Yeah, but they have it in there. They're like alcohol doesn't actually do your brain any damage, and I'm like, what are you talking about, <laughs> idiots? Yeah, some, I think sometimes they like to say that's just a myth because they think it makes them sound intelligent when. You know, they need to do some science studying. Yeah. Okay, so in the United States, looking at uh, the leading causes of preventable disease and death in the United States, the top one is tobacco. Yeah. Number two on the list is being overweight. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so they've still got a significant um, tobacco problem in the US that we don't have here in Australia, thankfully. Yep. Um, and third on the list is alcohol. That's so seventh worldwide because there are a lot of countries where obviously they don't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, your whole 1040 window has very, very low alcohol consumption and they're very, very high populations. Mm-hmm. And we noted, uh, I think, was it nearly 60% of people worldwide never drink alcohol? That's um, right. In, in a study that we're looking at a few few days ago. And so, um, and that's what pushes it down on the list when you look at it worldwide. But when you look at societies where they do drink quite a lot of alcohol, it's it's very very high. But isn't it funny to note, Lyle, the top three that you just read out there: smoking, overweight, and um, and alcohol. They're all involved things you stick in your mouth. Yeah, and cancer, heart disease, and diabetes are your top three killers, and they are all exacerbated by alcohol. So it seems that uh, human the human race has human race lost hasn't control. changed since the Garden of Eden. Since the gar- where yeah. putting something in our mouth is what gets us into trouble. Yeah, we've lost we, we've lost control of appetite. We're we being have no ruled by appetite. Yeah. yeah, we're ruled we're ruled by our by our our um, our stomach. <laughs> in Australia, um, the cost of alcohol. Okay, here's the cost of alcohol in Australia. Mm-hmm. The criminal justice system, it costs our criminal justice system $3 billion per year. $3 billion. It costs our health system $1.7 billion. It costs productivity here in Australia $6 billion. Um, and traffic accidents uh, $3.6 billion. Oh, my goodness. These are massive figures. If you look at the criminal justice system, um, 60% of that $3 billion cost goes on police and prison system. That's, that's the cost of alcohol. That's incredible. And on top of that, I have Christians who come to me and they try and justify, argue, yeah. they, they, they want to argue and try and justify the use of alcohol from the Bible. Don't you just want to tell them to just sit down and grow a brain? Like, and look at a little bit of context. Yeah. It's not hard to figure out the context of the Bible and figure out what kind of beverage is being mm-hmm, spoken about, mm-hmm. you know. When Jesus created wine, that was not alcohol. The Bible is crystal clear that was mm-hmm, not alcohol. Mm-hmm. It was grape juice. Yeah, absolutely. And there's many books been written about that, explaining it over oh, and over so again. it's so simple. It's yeah. so simple. It was a three-day wedding. The Bible says that they had drunk a lot and they mm-hmm. ran out. In other words, mm-hmm. if it had been alcohol, they would have been legless. Yeah. They wouldn't yeah. be able to stand up. That's right. Three-day bender. You'd never survive no, that. No, of yeah. course not. You know, and you could go on and on and on through, you know, so many different passages. The, the Bible is clear. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. Whoever mm-hmm. is deceived by it is a fool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Bible is clear. Don't even look at the wine when it bubbles, when it moves in the cup. Mm-hmm. Don't, even, don't, even, don't even go there, the Bible says. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Bible says that grape juice is great for you, that there is a, uh, there's a blessing in it. Don't destroy it. Um, and destroy it by turning it into alcohol. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The Bible says so many good things about grape juice, and grape juice is really such good for you. A yeah. great, so high in health iron. product. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and you know we should be drinking grape juice, but not be drinking alcohol. Yeah, you can actually remedy uh, anemia by drinking grape juice because it's so high in iron and antioxidants, but not alcohol. Alcohol will make you more more sick, more anemic. Oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and so you know, and and I was listening to a. Um, you know, news article on, on on the way into work this morning. They're talking about sugary drinks and and uh, you know mentioning in the context of these other things and asking you know why is it that um, we don't have why is it that we find it so hard to legislate against you know things like sugary drinks or alcohol or whatever else it might be. And the reason is that you know the research on smoking it took them like 50, 60 years mm-hmm. from when they actually decided oh yeah this is killing us to be able to bring in legislation. It's too late. Um, 
but and it's going to take that same amount of time before we have it on alcohol and sugary drinks as well. We just need to move faster. It's just we do. Too slow. We're Politicians, so, just get so your act together. To, just do it. Yeah, we're so quick to become addicted and you know and promote it and advertise it and just spread it around freely, but we're so slow to come up with a solution when something is killing the human race. Oh, if you have an opinion, give us a call one eight hundred Faith FM. Tell us what you think. Back everybody, we're joined by David Stojic this morning. Of course, he's uh, one of our regulars here on Faith FM. Joins us each week to talk about uh, issues to deal with the mind and emotional health, and you know all these kinds of things. Um, last time we spoke about hope, and hope is a great topic to discuss. Just to summarise a few things that we've said so far, hope is one of the essential qualities of life. The absence of hope leads us to depression. In the extreme cases, it may stop. It may cause people to lose desire for life, life and living. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's right. Now, the gospel is all about hope. Uh, the future. Christ came into this world to give us hope at many levels. That's right. Um, for here and now, abundant life right now, and for the future when we think of his second coming and being able to spend eternity with, with God. The Bible, the Apostle Paul, calls this hope 
the promise of Jesus' return, calls it the blessed hope. That's right. Really something to look forward to there. The best, the best news. It is the best news because it means there's always light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. Uh, we also spoke in some detail about the Discover Hope series. Now, I'm quite interested about this one, and we're going to get Danny to come on here and tell us a little bit more about that uh, sometime soon. Um, now, you're going to be hosting this here in Newcastle starting on the second Saturday in September. Is that right, David? That, that's correct, yes. Fantastic. Now, this series is uh, scripture-based. It assumes that hope is an essential prerequisite for good mental, uh, mental, physical, relational, and spiritual health for all of those. That's right, and as you said, I like to integrate, and I think it's that's the way God meant it to integrate our relationship with God, uh, our spirituality into the overall concept of health and well-being. So. And that's the great, the great thing about what you do, David, is that there are some you know, people in the mental health profession that sort of, they don't have that freedom to look at the spirituality access uh, side of it, that's and, right. uh, and yet you're able to, uh, to do that, and I think that's fantastic. Well, that's, uh, I think we're all trying to do, uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing that we can do that. Mm. So talking about hope, which is, again, the second part of our conversation in our, in our series on hope, um, we all have a choice to make. We have a choice to make to be hopeless or to be hopeful. Mm -hmm. And I would like to share with you and with our listeners a story of a man that I met a couple of years ago while running a depression and anxiety recovery program here in Newcastle. Uh, Tim, uh, we'll call him Tim, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a real person though, He came to our program and shared with us his story. Uh, He was a busy, successful medical professional here in in the city of Newcastle. Uh, He had two uh, clinics uh, uh, and and that he actually was running, um, two businesses and radiology clinics, and life was busy but good for him in his own words. Mm -hmm. Until one day, he actually felt a lump on his neck. And uh, he was diagnosed, consequently, with a throat cancer. Uh, he did more tests, and the news <laughs> was getting even even worse uh, for him. Uh, it was not good at all. He had to he had to undergo a number of surgeries and radiation treatments, and the prognosis of his survival was not great. If he didn't do the treatment, he was told he would have only months to live. Mm. All of a sudden, you know, from being a healthy, functional person... That's very grim. (laughs) You're given only months Months. to live. And so if he had the treatment, uh, or the treatment that he was prescribed, he could prolong his life for a few years, perhaps, but but no guarantees were were given to him. To cut the long story short, Lyle, he had a surgery, and due to the cancer in his throat, his glands that produce saliva had to be removed, and, and from there on, he had to be... And, and a few other things had to be done. He had to be peg-fed. Do you know what that is? No, no. What is that? <laughs> this, this is, you know, uh, it, it's amazing. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's, it saved his life. Uh-huh. But instead of being able to eat through his normal, in, in his normal way, through his mouth, uh-huh. you know, and digest his food go, to go down to his, you know, through his throat, into his, uh, into his stomach, he actually uh, was connected. I'm not a medical person, but, but a tube was put, which is called a peg, directly into his stomach. Uh, and, oh. and, and, you know, he came to a program, opened, I didn't know what he was doing. He opened his shirt, uh, his, unbuttoned his shirt, he said, excuse, excuse me, and he actually, 
pumped some water into that, you know, with a, with a, with a syringe, a syringe, and 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 that's for you know, he underwent he underwent the radiation treatment. He 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 was given the peg. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the last ten years. He survived, you know. And he still, he still, he's still, he's still sti- eating through the pig. Still eating. As of that time, he he's never had a meal that you and I know. All the food has to be finely blended, and and and, uh, and the water has to be, so to say, injected to the pig, and food has to be injected to that, you know, to the tube. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? But in spite of that. That man became a man of hope. Uh, he, you he, would have to become a man of hope because I'm thinking about that and I'm just sort of thinking, you know, you're faced with a lifetime of that. That's right. It would be very, very easy to let that get you down and just say, hey, you know, I'm, what? I, I, it's just not worth it. That's right. And I, I invite this man, uh, Lyle, each time when I'm running depression and anxiety recovery program, I invite him to speak to people uh, uh, who come to the program because they have lost their hope. Maybe we should try and get him here on Faith FM to tell his story. I, I believe he would be willing to, to share his story, yeah, actually. Yeah. And so, so the man has become one of the most positive, hope-filled people. Mm-hmm. And, and So we had a couple of months to live, and what are we, 10 years down the track now? 10 years down the track. Because of man, hope. That man is filled with hope. And I'm, you know, this is something that I want to share in, the, in, 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 in this story. Mm-hmm. Filled with hope, mm-hmm. and he's sharing hope with other people. Uh, and he shared the secret of his recovery and so on and so on. That's an amazing story, David. You know, I sense that something must have happened, you know, early on um, that kept, you know, Leo's hope uh, in survival and recovery alive because, I mean, you get you get a diagnosis like that and it's like, okay, you got months to live, you know, a couple of years at the most with a lot of treatment. What was it that was keeping his hope alive? Well, you, you're right. So, something something happened. Uh, we asked him to the same question, uh, and he told us that uh, what kept and continues to keep uh, him alive uh, is that very word hope. And uh, the, the word hope sums it all up. Uh, as he faced his own imminent death, someone gave him a book, and I, w- I would like to kind of speak this very carefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. the, the name of the book that can actually help a lot of people. It helped him. Uh, the book, uh, the title of the book is Hope, A Cancer Doctor's Life Secret. And this book, Hope, A Cancer Doctor's Life Secret, uh, uh, was uh, co-authored, co-authored by, by, um, by uh, two doctors, David, uh, Dr. David Schlecht, a consultant radiologist um, at um, the Wesley Hospital in Brisbane, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, also uh, Dr. Damien uh, Mason, a radiation therapist and psychologist. Uh, they dedicated their book um, to their patients and their families who motivated them to attempt to capture the secrets, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. in dealing with ultim- uh, life's ultimate challenge, uh, which is obviously facing death through terminal illness. So, mm-hmm. so they have written a book that was based on uh, you know, the stories of people who survived. Yeah. That sounds like a really interesting book, and I understand if I understand it correctly, what you've just said is that the two doctors in the Wesley Hospital in Brisbane that you know that deal daily with cancer patients, you know, talking about in their book about 
you know, the secrets of survival of those who have survived cancer and have managed to live with it and maintain, you know, a, a relatively good quality of life for much longer than anticipated. So what's this secret that they're all talking about? Okay, so so we've already mentioned the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the secret what we've been talking about. <laughs> the secret is summed up in the word hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Doctors David Schlecht and, and Damien Mason, the authors of the book, uh, as cancer specialists have noticed what hope does to people. Uh, and they said in that book uh, how being hopeful assists patients to make comfortably choices that they need to make, uh, to feel supported by the people in their lives, and uh, to be a, a, appreciative of the smallest kindness. Mm. All this because they have hope. And their research suggests that individuals who possess a strong sense of hope enhanced their physical health and they heightened psychological adjustment you know all of a sudden you have to adjust to something that is like a bombshell they increased their ability to cope with illness and you know what if some of them were actually involved in in an academic program you know maybe they were studying it happens you know Mm -hmm, to people mm -hmm. of of all ages they were able to achieve uh, better academic uh, uh, outcomes than, than than those people who were hopeless, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and actually, if they were working, they had higher job performance. All because they were filled with hope. They had hope. Yeah, I think you know. Just f- for me, thinking about, it, I see two different kinds of uh, um, hope here. And you know, we're going to come back in just a moment. We're going to talk more about you know um, different kinds of hope and how it all works. Let's take a break. All to Jesus. I surrender All to Him I freely give I will ever love and trust Him In His presence daily live And I
Welcome back, everybody. And as I just mentioned before the break, um, I was going to talk about two different kinds of hope that I kind of see. You yeah. know, there's a kind of hope where it's like, oh, I really hope that something, will, you know, such and such <laughs> happens. And to me, that's stressful hope. That's right. Whereas there's the, the other hope where it's like, okay, I'm going through a stressful period right now, but I know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. That's the so that's hope world. with confidence. That's right. So that's you have right. stressful hope and hope with confidence. We're talking about hope with confidence here. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Okay, so being diagnosed with a terminal illness would have to be one of the most stressful things that anyone could, uh, any human being could ever, ever face. Uh, some even suggest that it's a prolonged stress that undermines our immune system that can help people to get cancer. Well, that's right. I was uh, just last night talking to somebody, well, actually to a couple, both of them uh, have survived cancer, both of them, fortunately. Mm. And uh, he was just telling me I must stay away from toxic influences, toxic people and, and stress, you know. So, so he was very clearly told to avoid that kind of situation. Prolonged stress can be a contributing factor to, uh, you know, diminished mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, our immune system, you know, can, can be diminished and, and so on and so on. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's very, very important. So stress is very, very it can be definitely a contributing factor. So the, the research of Dr. Schlecht and Mason point out that high hope individuals, so individuals that have high hope, mm-hmm. are filled with hope, are more likely to find benefits in their attempts at coping with stressors. So, so it really impacts hope, impacts their ability to hope with stress. Feel, uh, feelings of hope, they say, have been associated with fewer negative thoughts and more positive thoughts. Feeling more confident, now what, what you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, uh, f- uh, hope as confidence, yeah. inspired and energized, elevated feelings of self-worth and self-satisfaction and lower levels of depression. So all of that because of hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hope indeed is an essential quality of life and it helps us to cope better with life issues. Hope, we can say it with confidence, is a spiritual quality, whether people in our secular society recognize it as such or not. Really. I'm so glad you're saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. It's interesting very interesting, and, and I suspected when I read the book that actually, uh, first of all, it's a Wesley Hospital. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so, so it's so it's 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 a, a hospital with Christian ethos. Yes, you know, and and Doctor Schlecht and uh, and Mason might might be Christians. Uh, actually, I suspect very strongly that they would be, if not heavily influenced by right. Christian ethic. And, and and so they say about hope that actually. Very much, they, what they say about hope very much agrees with what you said. They talk about the three, and this is, I quote here, the three most powerful positive human philosophical forces. And, and, and they say that Paul of Tarsus 
Of course, we know him as Apostle mm-hmm, Paul, mm-hmm. a profound thinker and philosopher who greatly influenced uh, the early Christian church, suggested faith, love, and hope are the three most powerful positive human philosophical forces. Wow. <laughs> and of course, they're referring to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. Let me just read that. Um, this is from the ESV. It says, So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Now, we can clearly see that hope along with faith and love are spiritual dimensions and that they're essential for our ability to be able to cope with the challenges of life. Um, David, I can see why you're so passionate about including spirituality in the model of holistic health that you promote with your 4D, 4D Living Lifestyle Health Clinic. Uh, this 4D or four dimensions living model caters for you know physical, mental, social, and spiritual aspects of our health. Uh, I can also see why you've chosen to host the Discover Hope series with Danny Millencolt. That's right, talking about hope. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, here at Warrabrook in Newcastle um, that we talked about last time. For those who missed our last talk, can you briefly exclaim, explain what the Discover Hope series is all about? Of course. Discover Hope series has eight lectures that will be delivered over four Saturday mornings mm-hmm. in September. Uh, so there will be two 40 to 45-minute lectures each Saturday morning, starting on Saturday the 8th of September at 10 Mm -hmm. a.m. This series integrates hope in the holistic model of health and it's scripture, Bible-based. Our speaker is, as we mentioned before, Danny Milenko. Yeah. Uh, and Danny is, is, is a wonderful guy. He's a one of the most, one of the most um, effective communicators that yeah. I've ever met. That's right. Just like yourself. Uh, you know, <laughs> and no, so, I think he's far, far ahead of me. Oh, you're a humble man. So, so I've known Danny for many years and as, as a man, man deeply committed to helping people experience the best the best of life and the best in life, mm-hmm. and and first and foremost, helping them to understand this frequently neglected dimension of life, increasingly neglected, I would say, in our secular society, which is the spiritual dimension, and to find purpose and hope in life. And so the topics that Danny will present are optimized. First topic, very that very first Saturday morning on the 8th of September at 10 a.m., optimize your health. And he's going to talk about this in an integrated sense, mm-hmm. how all these dimensions of life integrate to give us the best health. Mm. And then the, 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 the next topic is on the same day, moving forward fear-free. And then onwards, in the following week, selflessness, the ultimate payoff. Selfishness is a big issue. So talking about selflessness, how mm-hmm. that affects mm-hmm. us, and uh, and also somebody else's selflessness that made all the difference in our life, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and of course we're talking about Christ, Jesus Christ, absolutely, that's right. And why is there so much pain and suffering? Which is the uh, one of the ultimate questions that is on on so many people's minds. It fascinates me that so many people ask that question. The the answer is so simple, it's so plain, it's so clear, and yet it seems that there are so many, so few people giving the answer. That's right. So it frustrates me. It's like, just get out there and give people the answer. They will then that the question will go away. That's right. And Danny, being a very, a very, uh, a very, very good communicator, uh, is going to 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 actually 
attempt to answer that question. Why is there mm-hmm. so much pain and suffering? And of course, atheists always look at it as the unanswerable question. That's right. And even Christians struggle with it. Mm. So, so uh, that'll be a good one. Peace of, peace of mind for what's ahead uh, is, is another topic he'll present. And rest and recovery and you know, new beginnings in life, and so on and so on. So for, for more information about each of these topics, uh, people can visit our website, which is discoverhopeseries.com. Discoverhopeseries.com. Okay, so discoverhopeseries.com is where you find out more information about this uh, seminar that's coming up, the Discover Hope Seminar. It's going to be running for, what was it, eight nights? Uh, no, it will be actually f- f- four Saturday mornings. Saturday, sorry, Saturday mornings. I, yeah, I meant but, to... Uh, so uh, over four weeks, starting yes. on, on Saturday the 8th of September, and each morning there'll be two presentations. There'll be a presentation, a short break, and another presentation. And refreshments? And refreshments, of course. How much does it cost? <laughs> Good question. Uh, so these lectures are completely free. Really? And, and, and for everyone. So who's sponsoring uh, it? And, and my, my, my church, uh, Living Abundantly, uh-huh. Adventist Church, is delighted to host it for the benefit of our local community. Now, people can go to our Facebook page. And they can go Living Abundantly um, Adventist Church. They can like it or follow it. And also, um, they can indicate if they're coming uh, to hear the series by clicking on the going button uh, and book their seat in a seat in that way. So mm-hmm. we only have eighty seats available. So if you're in the area and you intend to be a part of Discover Hope series, make sure you book your seat. Okay, so people who live in the Newcastle region can also ring Faith FM right here, 1-800-324-843, to book their seat in the Discover Hope series at Warrabrook starting Saturday, 8th of September, 10am. David tells me to tell you to be there a few minutes early, maybe 15 minutes early, so that you can um, be seated and ready for the program, uh, meet the team for a 10am start sharp. That's right. Uh, hope is essential for our quality of life, and as we have heard for heard for the quantity or length of life as well. David, you have a couple of final thoughts in our couple of final seconds. That's right. So I, I would just like to point very, very quickly to two things. Hope is a choice. Uh, whatever you're facing, even if it looks hopeless, like the situation of of the contagious uh, of our courageous uh, gentleman that we mentioned uh, in the beginning, choose to have hope. The authors of Hope, a Cancer, Doctor Slive Secret, Doctor Schlecht and Mason uh, uh, say uh, that basically uh, those people who chose hope, uh, they lived uh, longer. So they said, live, love, and laugh. An old uh, Maori um, proverb says. Turn your face to the sun, S-U-N, and the shadows will fall behind. And finally, I would encourage people to turn their faces to the S-O-N, the Son, Jesus Christ, who mm-hmm. actually the Bible says he is the anchor of our souls. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure in Hebrews 6.19. Thank you so much for joining us today, David. It's always a pleasure to have you here on the show, and we look forward to what you're going to be sharing again with us next week. Right now, we'll be back in just a moment after this short break. Open my lips, I will sing your praise forever. I will sing your praise for 
Hey, do you believe in God? Yeah. Yeah, but is God for real? Mm, yeah. No, I know you believe in God, but is he actually real to you? Or do you feel that something is still missing? Sometimes. If you still have questions about God and life, then why don't you come to the Is God For Real series? Sure, where is it? It's at the Gosford Adventist Church. Begins 7pm Friday, September 7. You can get more information at isgodforreal.com.au. Sweet.